0: learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas to those that are preparing to pray to uh, celebrate that in the greater Christian community. So we thank you for our brothers and sisters. And uh, yeah, we want to hear from the Lord today. Um, So, I pray that his word will go forth and that he will be greater and I will be lesser. So, yesterday was my last official day of full-time work. But, uh, what a year, what a year it's been. Um, Never would I imagine, at the beginning of this year, how it would be coming to an end next week. So Bonnie and I both started this week, this year with, with COVID. So we didn't go anywhere for, for uh, new year's. Um, she spent the entire new year's Eve at the dock in the box, getting ready to get tested. And after eight hours, she gets in the car. She says, well, we're not going anywhere for a little while. I was like, no, really? She goes, yeah, I'm, I'm positive. And uh, I said, so that means you're sure, right? We're not going anywhere. No, I'm positive for COVID. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And uh, on New Year's Day, I went and got tested. And, well, we live in the same house. <laughs> We share the same air. We share everything. So why not COVID? So we shared that too. Um, Wow. However, I do thank God really for not having a severe case. It wasn't that bad, right, hon? Wasn't that bad. And I attribute that to the, you know, to the vaccines and the doctors and what God gives us to fight this stuff. You know, so, you know, we didn't end up in the hospital. So Baruch Hashem. You know, as the year went on, you know, we had some goals and I'm sure y'all had some goals, too, for this year. But the world was kind of uncertain said you know as time went on we prepared to go to the umjc conference back in august and i was excited a little nervous because it was our first time uh going uh and we discovered that we're just a small part of the greater movement that's known as messianic judaism we met many of the leaders you know that that started and founded this movement, and we learned about them, and, you know, we got to talk with them and share with them, and I, and I think that was an exciting time, and it was also a time to develop new relationships and new friendships with folks that God put into our lives. Later that month, I took a leap of faith and decided to retire from my full-time job the end of the year, and I spent a third of my life at that employee, third of my life. So um, it's been a tough couple of years because of COVID and it was affecting all industries and my stress level was just way too high, you know? And it was shortly after my announcement that my boss said, guess what? I put in my two weeks notice. I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to leave before you. How does that work? Right? And uh, I guess he knew something that I didn't, being in upper management. So uh, that just reinforced my decision even more. You know, it was time for a change. In October, we saw our closest friends of almost 13 years, the Hallers, leave for the West Coast. Even though they moved away, we'll always be very close friends, but at a distance, you know? But God takes away, God replaces. God moves people away. The cloud moves and they move. Pillar of fire shows up and says, hey, there's something else happening here. Why don't you hang out with these people? Why don't you break bread with these people? Why don't you get to know these people? So God takes away, but also God gives. There have been some losses of loved ones, but there's also been births. It's like Bonnie and I are um, great grandparents for the fourth? fourth time this past week. So, Hashem. Hashem, yeah, Bonnie's oldest uh, that we're going to visit next week in very cold Ohio. Uh, you know, his daughter just gave birth to a little girl just the other day. It's just awesome. So, yeah, um, there's been diagnoses of disease, and some folks we know, there's been healing on a global scale. There's been the war in Ukraine. There's also been peace. There's been persecution there's freedom, there's injustice, and there's justice. There are, heart, there are hurts, but there's also forgiveness. There have been tragedies, but there's also been wonderful events. I thought of Ecclesiastes was fit, fitting to look at this morning. So let's take a look at it together, shall we? We have that uh, upgrade. For everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. Time to give birth and a time to die. Time to plant, a time to uproot what is planted. A Time to kill and a time to heal. Time to tear down and a time to build up time to weep, and a time to laugh, time to mourn and a time to dance, time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to discard, time to tear apart, And a time to mend, time to be silent, a time to speak, time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What gain then does the laborer get with his toll? I have seen the task that God has given the children of men to keep them occupied. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Moreover, he has set eternity in his heart, in their heart, yet without the possibility that humankind can ever discover the work that God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and enjoy themselves in their lifetime. Also, when... Anyone eats and drinks and finds satisfaction in all his labor. It is a gift of God. I know that everything that God does will endure forever. There is no adding to it or taking from it. God has made it so that they will revere him. Whatever exists has already been and whatever will be. It's already been, but God recalls what has passed. I have also seen under the sun in the place of justice, there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, there was wickedness. I said in my heart, the righteous and the wicked, God will judge, for there is a time for every activity and for every deed. These are my opinion, important words to remember as we are on the edge of the coming year of 2023. And we need to pray that there will be more positive things than the negative things, but that's life, right? There is sunshine, but there will also be some rain. However, what does rain bring? but new growth, doesn't it? Back in late 1979, early 1980, my father was fighting cancer. And before he passed away at the young age of 50, he had said to me to live my life, live every day to the fullest. And being in my early 20s, I did it in a way that was not exactly godly. I was pretty wild. I guess with my father not living long, the choices that I made were pretty crazy. And, and the outcomes were pretty bad with no thought of the true consequences of them. A few weeks back, my good friend Scott Moore, you know, the guy that goes to Israel every once in a while. <laughs> he has some really funny jokes. <laughs> anyway, he was doing a sermon that said to live your life and that rekindled that spirit in me. But the difference is I have learned a lot in the past dozen years about having a relationship with God is important to living your life with more joy and more purpose. So what goals can we set up for the coming year? I have a few. First of all, how about praying more? It's our direct line of communication with the Lord. Seek his face, as Rabbi David said a couple of weeks back, right? And I believe if we pray every day and speak to him and really listen, we'll open up our mind to what God is trying to tell us in return. Consult God in the name of Yeshua in the life decisions that we make. Don't go out on our own understanding, but rely on his. Secondly, how about reading more in the scriptures? After all, the Torah, the Haftorah, the New Covenant readings are God's word. The more we read, The more we learn about God, the more connected we can become. Perhaps getting on a reading schedule, as again, Rabbi mentioned, following the Torah portions each week. And the Haftorah portions each week. And the Berich portions each week. That way we can really hear from Hashem. Number three is... How about doing something good for someone each day? If you have the ability to be there, then be there. If you can't physically, technology has made it really easy to to reach out to people. You could send them a text. You can call them. You can email. You can bug them until they say, okay, already, what do you want? But reach out, pray into their life and their situation. Yeshua has anointed you to be a vessel for God and bring goodness and shalom to someone. And you don't know who you may touch with the Lord's spirit. You don't know who the Lord will use you to get their life right back where it belongs. But it's not you, it's him. He uses you. Next is how about giving more? The house of God right here does not function without tithes and offerings to fix this building when things break. This building is 100 years old, folks, and things do break. However, it is a blessing as a beacon of life in the center of Richmond, and she needs to keep shining. The light of Yeshua out to the community, to the Jew first, and to the Gentile, as it says in Romans. We need to keep the heat and the lights on and to pay our rabbi and our staff. So your tithes are needed, your giving is needed. You love the house of the Lord and help out with it. It's a wonderful thing. And number five, this is kind of like my, my drum I beat. Ve'ah hafta. I have it on my license plate. And I did that for a reason so people can ask me about it. So what does that mean? Oh, it's ve'ah hafta. It's Hebrew for... And you shall love. And they think about that and say, wow, that's pretty cool. So how about love your neighbor? Love a stranger. Love someone you don't agree with. Love someone that did you wrong. Love someone that doesn't live like you do. Love someone that doesn't believe how you do. Love someone that doesn't have what you have. Love someone that has more than you do. Love someone that hates you because of what you are. You're a believer in the Messiah, Yeshua. So why? Love him anyway. We know by being a body of believers what the Bible says about doing things that are not godly, Does Yeshua teach us to go up to that person and tell them the way they are living is wrong? No. Does he teach us to put things on perhaps social media about what the Bible says to show them in the way that they're living is wrong? No. Doesn't tell us to do that. That kind of bugs me. There's no difference than the Christian that came up to me and told me, practically hitting me on the head with the Bible that said, I needed to accept Christ as my Messiah, or I was going to hell. I had to change who I was, or I was going to hell. It's no different. Just because I'm Jewish. Yeshua is the Messiah. But it is not our job to judge. It is not our job to condemn. It is not our job to tell others the way they are living is wrong. It is our responsibility to show God's love. That's it. What others do is their choice. Not our responsibility to look down on them like they are any less than us, that, they, we, that we're better than them. How they, they live is between them and God. I have my beliefs, but if your choices are different than mine, guess what? I will not tell you you're wrong. It's not my job. It's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility to love you. I love you anyway, and your decisions are between you and God. However you identify, that is between you and God. Not my job to tell you anything. Nope. I love you as a fellow human being. That's it. And if you don't believe in God, he still believes in you. He'll be there for you, no matter what. If you're lost, he will make it his business to find you and to bring you home. While working on this sermon, I heard that a friend of mine and a work associate passed away after a short battle with cancer. Like my father, he was also in his fifties. When he started this battle a few months ago, he gave me a band that I wear every day on my wrist that says positive living. I thought he was too young to be taken. So in my grief, I cried out to God, why? See, my friend showed that even through even though his body became weak and he struggled physically his spirit never weakened his spirit never wavered he loved the lord and said no matter what he was going to let not let this get to him get him down his wife said no matter what They will never lose hope. And either way, he will be healed. He will be healed. It wasn't the outcome that we wanted. But he is with the Lord. I thank God for the time that we knew each other. And I'll continue to wear his band, positive living on my wrist as a reminder and a memorial to his love of the Lord to remind me of this every day. So folks, it's 2023 next week. Maybe God is telling you it's time for a change. I praise Hashem for all the things that he's shown me and done for me to bring me to this new season. The past is the past. But the Lord can use your past events to direct you to the next step. What we have to do is listen. The future is unknown to us He knows. He knows exactly what your life needs to be and will be. All we have to do is listen. All we have to do is listen. I think as we enter this new year, it's a time for revival of God in community, in schools, in society. It's time for Tikvot to live its mission to build that congregation for Yeshua within the Richmond Jewish community and to bridge and restore relationships. That's the key word, relationships between Yeshua, the Jewish people, and the nations. Each and everyone here has a role to play And that, as Rabbi says, to walk in your strengths. So let's not dwell on the not-so-great things that have happened this past year. Let's recognize the things that God has done for us and directed our steps because we don't know the length of our days. We don't. He does. He does. So why not live every day to its fullest in our service to Hashem? Let us have positive living and do His work. As the greater Christian community celebrates the birth of Messiah Yeshua, and we celebrate the festival of Hanukkah, let us bring Him into our whole heart very being as a rebirth and commitment to why he was here. Yeshua is the reason for this season. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Heavenly Father, it hurts when we lose somebody. It hurts when people hurt us. But your love shines through. Your spirit surrounds us. I'm so thankful for the direction that you give. For people that don't know you, I pray that they will open up their eyes and see your goodness. And change their life and change their ways. I pray a blessing on this house of Tikvat Israel and those that come, those that hear this message, that it will touch them, that you are the reason for the season, Lord. And let us open up our hearts, minds, and souls to you. And yeah, Shem Yeshua, I pray. Amen.